Welcome in to the channel podcast. I am your host, Rainy, alongside my good buddy, Austin Brown. It is October the 10th, 2022. The second week of October consisted of Tennessee rolling down to Baton Rouge and spanking that LSU ass. But this week, we turn the page to the third week in October, the third Saturday in October, as we set our minds on the Alabama Crimson Tide. And this has, this is a week that we haven't had in a long time, a week where we have a chance, a week where Tennessee is playing Alabama and Alabama fans might be worried. I actually know a couple of my friends that are Bama fans that are actually worried about this game for the first time in 15 years. We will get into all of that. But again, welcome in to the channel podcast. Austin. You are exhausted. Very. You just walked in the door from Baton Rouge. Just you stayed the there door. all weekend. You just walked in the door. I, I, I don't know how you're doing it because you stayed out all night. You drove all day. You made it here for this podcast. What a dedicated man you are. I do it for the people. I do it for the people. I don't. Do it I don't. I don't enjoy any of this. Uh, going to games, having fun, winning football games. It's not fun for me. It's all for you people. It's all you people. It's mm-hmm. all for you. No, 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 no. That was probably the best trip I've taken in my entire life. And, it's, and I said, probably it is definitely the best trip I've ever taken in my life. Rolling down to this great state of Louisiana. Everything great. Everything's great there except for the roads. And, uh, Several other other government controlled things there, but um, <laughs> uh, great state had a lot of fun, a lot of fun. See, have I ever been this red? I'm I'm the whitest man alive, but have I ever been this red? I guess like this red? you were you 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 have not. Literally, your jar of mayonnaise, and you yes. you you added some ketchup in there to your, to your to your jar of mayonnaise. A little mixed so, up in that mix. A little mixed up in this mix. Uh, well, that came from sitting. Three rows from the very top of Death Valley, watching my glorious Tennessee Volunteers whoop the LSU the LSU Tigers ass on a hot day or not that hot. It was pretty hot, warm day. I heard it was really hot from a lot of people. It was like eighty eight. I I heard the humidity was rough. Actually, no. Really, because a lot of people talked about how hot it was. (laughs) No, really. That's what I really. Well, I, I just heard like there a lot of people got burnt. A lot of people, yeah, yeah. You, you got sun heat, like you got heat from the sun, but it wasn't like a traditional Louisiana humidity where you, it's like the air is like molasses. No, mm-hmm. it, it was nothing mm-hmm. like that. It was it was a pretty not humid. It was. It, I mean, we're we're midway in October. It was great weather, honestly. Mm-hmm. But but where I was sitting for that duration, you got a little toasty, but mm-hmm. you didn't really care. Because you're watching your Tennessee Volunteers to take over a stadium, oh, making ass. oh my god, man, what a freaking game! What a Josh Heupel, man. There he is. Guy. There's Austin. 
He's a sudden, he's just, he's awakened, folks. He's awakened. He was so tired and now he's awakened. I've been talking about this game off the podcast for about every minute since it kicked off. So um, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm so happy. Just look at his face. This is the boy that's seeing Tennessee football (laughs) return to prominence. And there's just, there's no words for it. It's beautiful. It's just amazing. We took him on the street too. It was awesome. The videos you were sending and putting out there were amazing. The uh, the Brett Man Five on Twitter said, "What's up, guys? Go Big Orange, Go Big Orange, yeah. baby! It's Go Big Orange." And uh, Jay Jay Carly Twenty on Twitter responded and said, "Better Vol Syndrome is a thing of the past. We will get into that because I actually want to touch on that subject. Is it over or not? We will definitely get into this. But Austin, what was the environment down at LSU? You've kind of already gotten to it a little bit. Well, the environment in LSU." Was similar is like putting Neyland Stadium in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, because you would not be able to tell that was the LSU Tiger Stadium. It did not feel like a road game. It felt like a bowl game. That's what it felt like. It felt like the Gator Bowl. That's what it felt like, except a lot more fun and a lot more happy. All right. I, I, this is my the, the part of this trip that stood out the most, or the part of this game that stood out the most from experience as a fan was it wasn't it wasn't really watching it it wasn't really celebrating with the team it was when we were walking out of the game and you got into the concourse area you would have thought a war just ended you would thought our lives were all on the line and we just found out we were going to live there was i people were crying hugging just like i i've never seen this before i've seen and I've seen pretty great wins at Tennessee. I mean, we beat Florida twice now in my life. Uh, and I've seen us beat Georgia twice. And I'm on a Hail Mary, Miracle Hail Mary. But I've never, ever, even close seen people this happy. And they were like, you look up at the, uh, where people are walking down the stairs. And, and, and it's just like people just hang over the railings. It's like, it was the most, I want to, it made me want to cry. I mean, he's like a guy on my video spiked the drink down. <laughs> that was incredible. If you haven't seen that video, it's on it's on the channel channel mm-hmm. page. And some girl responded to that. I can't remember exactly who it was, but uh, I can't think of a name right now. I'm sorry, but uh, she responded. He's like, "That's my dad." <laughs> oh my gosh, that is amazing! Yeah. Like everyone was just so pumped up. I haven't seen it like this, and I've. I've mentioned this so many times on previous podcasts. It this feels different. It does not feel like it's fake. It feels like it's real. Like this does not feel fake. You know what it means? You know what it is? Come in, come come close. Get close. Back. (laughs) I mean, it kind of, it kind of, it kind of okay. You know what? Screw it. I it feels like we're back. People from the 90s that watched the 80s and the 90s, grew up doing that stuff, they said this was what it felt like. Just you, have, you have a confidence in this team. You have a confidence in this team. They have confidence. That gives you confidence. And their coach, my gosh, Josh Heupel drew up some plays in that game that we're going to get to that were unbelievable, that had an LSU looking stupid out there. He had some plays drawn up that were unbelievable in the situations that they were in. And and real quick, before we even get into this, even before I even forget about this, 
I've got to talk about real quick a biggest shout out to our offensive line. Oh my, my gosh, they are the most non-talked about, underrated unit of this entire team. They are blocking their asses off. Besides that one missed block by Samson that almost got Hinton uh, Hooker killed, but besides that. This offensive line is the reason we're winning like we're winning and the reason we're moving the ball down the field like we're moving the ball down the field. They always get overlooked, but dead gummit, you can't overlook this. They uh, are I, playing exceptionally well. I want to point out, uh, I think it was in the week, Gerald Mincy got a concussion and he was out for this game. Yep. And I, I remember coming into the season, that left tackle position, was it was a battle between Jeremiah Crawford and Gerald Mincy, and Gerald Mincy won out, and he's been good. He's been good this season. He like he's been surprisingly yeah. good. One of the favorites of the season because he's he's like so uh, charismatic and waving the flag and everything, and flipping off his former team, Florida. And we <laughs> love that guy. We love that guy. I've loved that guy. Well, he has a concussion, so he doesn't play this week. And Jeremiah Crawford, the guy who who lost the battle starts in his place and just absolutely does a fantastic job and pro football focus who they grade every player they give him they give him a letter grade he mm-hmm. was the highest rated player on our whole o line and he was the one that had to replace the guy i mean what does that say i mean just I, this team just this, this team they, they, everything just works i don't know why a guy gets injured the guy comes in and he's better than the guy he replaced uh, uh, and and every break goes our way. Like like every we had I think three fumbles in this game, and one went out of bounds when we recovered the two others. One of them we recovered and then ran for two yards. <laughs> I mean, it's just like it's like we're on the other end. You know, back in a year ago, two years ago, <laughs> um, and before that ever feels like uh, it felt like in those kind of games, every break didn't go your way. The stuff that you didn't control just seemed to go the other way, like fumbling across the goal line. Uh, uh, some some guy gets injured, and the guy who comes in is better than the guy he replaced. It just felt like those kind of things. Like uh, if you're a – like that your team that you're playing is really good at rushing, it will rain really hard, and we always get teams at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. For, for once in my life, it feels like everything, just everything goes right for this team. You, you know why? It's, it's what I just said a minute ago. The confidence is raining high on in this team. The, the the this this team this this tells you that they trust and everything the coaches are telling them. And 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 listen, we've got Bama coming in, and we're going to learn a lot about this team. But my God, let's let's celebrate this right now because it's year two of this guy. It is year two of Josh Heupel, and this dude, this dude, listen. Right now, I've said this several times today to people. Right now, not not previous week, not last week, not next week. Right now, Tennessee looks like the best team in the country. Right now, to like as we speak, they look like the best team in the country. Maybe a high state. Georgia hasn't looked great. Alabama hasn't looked great. You know, it's looked great. Tennessee's look good. They've looked really good i don't think that's an insane statement either no it's for not. just just this week they look like the best team in the 
country. They're oozing confidence. I mean, it's. I mean, you think of who else? U.S. Yes, they did lose to Florida State, but that I'm gonna miss extra point. They didn't play well that whole game. It was week one. You you got that one right. They're better than that. Uh, then they go and beat Mississippi State steadily. Be, beat them. Beat them solidly. And Mississippi State goes out and blows out Arkansas. Blows out AM. So that and they're they're the team that got beat by LSU. Then we go and play LSU, and we just absolutely make them look like fools. We make them look like we are just levels ahead of them, even though, even though they have the number all overall number eight roster if you take two four seven sports. So they have a more talented roster than we do. So did Florida. And we just absolutely beat the living crap out of them, made them look like we were the leagues ahead of them. You know what that is? You know what that is? That's coaching. That, that, that's that's coaching. Because when your parts exceed their expectations, you credit coaching staff. And this this guy, we got three top 25 wins this year. People say, oh, they're not ranked anymore. Yeah, because we beat their ass. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Do, um, the, well, they're not ranked anymore because they lost to us. If they didn't play us, they'd be top ranked. 20, they're, <laughs> yes, exactly. If they didn't play us, they'd still be ranked. Maybe besides mm-hmm. Pittsburgh, but guess what? We're a part of them not being ranked. I'm sorry to tell you that. Sorry to break the news to you. Sorry that you're dumb, but that's the real reason why. And you heard, <clears throat> excuse me, you've heard all week, all week, you know, Tennessee, you're going to run to that LSU defense. You better watch out. Well, guess what? Tennessee just dropped 40 on your ass. And now the excuse is, well, LSU isn't very good. Shut the hell up. You're wrong. Just admit Tennessee is a good football team and people hate it they hate it they hate it because you know why they hate it they hate it the most because what we just said josh heupel is in year two of his of his regime of tennessee year two he doesn't even have his own players he's using jeremy pruitt's players besides him and hooker and maybe a couple other guys the very few he left him Exactly. And and, and let me get a little <laughs> to all the players that transferred to Oklahoma because mm-hmm. now you look <laughs> dumb. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a fun yeah. time down there. Norman, let me tell you. Let me tell you. 49 to nothing. Good 49 God. to nothing. And guess what? I'm not blinking an eye. I'm sorry for the kids. No, screw you. You left. We don't care about you. You are our enemy now. We're not going to spoon feed you. This is not. <laughs> you did it to yourself. And look at you now. I'm sorry. You should have gave Hypo a chance, and you didn't. And now you are at Oklahoma and sucking, sucking at life. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I mean, it's beautiful, man. It's just this is just what it should be like. You know what that game reminded me of? Okay, if you talk to a lot of Tennessee fans, what was the drought we went through? Not this, not this one we we've been in my entire fanhood, but the one. The only other drought, the only other major drought in Tennessee football history was, I think, uh, I think it would be 1973 to 1985. That those those years were pretty bare. That when Johnny had to come home and fix things, it took him about seven years to do so. Um, what game? And people always point to the Sugar Bowl win. That was the win that made it feel like Tennessee football's back. We are back, mm-hmm. and we, and that was that. This LSU game had that vibe. We went down to Louisiana. We were we were favored. Uh, Miami was favored, I think, in that game. But we we were favored, not by a lot though. And we took over the Sugar Bowl like we just did the Tiger Stadium in Louisiana. And even look, you watch the celebrations from that game. The fans look so similar. 
Mm-hmm. I, I swear, I, I that moment, <laughs> I'll never forget till the day I die. I'll never forget walking out of that game yesterday. That was the greatest feeling I've ever had as a Tennessee fan. That that was it. Nothing I had as a child. You, know, you feel everything stronger as a child. That was not that. That what I felt walking out of that game. Just like pure, utter joy. It, it, I use this comparison. I don't I mean this doesn't mean it's not sacrilegious. I'm man of God, but it's uh, <laughs> I I use the comparison of the Israelites finding the finding the Jerusalem finally <laughs> after forty years of wandering. Yeah, no, it, it totally makes sense. It does yeah, because we've been wondering. Well, we've been wondering just, and waiting for this. And the people say we wouldn't find it. We would never be back. We we were Brandon Walker, suck my dick. Um <laughs> Man of God. I wonder. Okay. <laughs> I love how so fast of a transition there. I'm I don't like Brandon Walker. Okay. No one does. As far as I'm concerned. But um Yeah. Um at two two uh at uh two fourteen zero BTC on Twitter said uh, I'm not sure this had 85 sugar bowl vibes, which I agree, but you get our you point. Were, were, were you, you get there? our point. Were you there? Were you I know, there? but but you get our point. You totally get our point. Uh of the excitement of the excitement. Because you haven't <laughs> had the excitement in like like this in a long time. And I get it. oh better vote syndrome, better vote syndrome. It goes back. Let's go back to the comment earlier in the podcast that I brought up. Better vote syndrome. Is it over? It feels different. If we beat Alabama, it is. I I don't even think it's even like if we just listen. I know I'm gonna be that guy like, oh, I want to win. Trust me, I want to win too. Because if we do win, I've got to get a tattoo of Josh Hype on my butt. So that's another for the brand, for the brand, for the brand, (laughs) for the brand, for the brand. That's another story. But listen, listen. This this just it just does not. Feel like previous coaches. This does not feel like Butch Jones going five and zero. This doesn't feel like that at all. No, that this, was fraudulent. This, this, it does not feel like that at all. You want to know why? Because Butch Jones had all the players he could possibly have on that team that were that are just that were stud players. You had you had you had Dobbs. You had Malone. You had Jennings. I mean, you had Barnett. players. Barnett. Uh, you just had players. Sudden. Uh, Sudden. I mean, just you a, had a sack so roster. Many players. You had you had. At times, you have Alvin Kamara. You had Jalen Hurd. Like, it's this unreal roster that saves Every him. position had a four-star at it, pretty much. Exactly. Three stars that really exceeded. This this team, I mean, we got three stars all over the place, and they are they are they don't have replacements. I, this is not that deep. I mean, they have replacements, but, but not that many of them, and they're not really going to guarantee. Man, how big was D. Williams on this defense? Big. That was such a, a freak. And, I, and, and I that, called that. that. I, I, that I said in the preseason – Look for this guy. I, whenever I see a Juco guy, and I think he led all Juco interceptions, I knew that was going to be a guy. He was a three-star. No, not many programs went after him, really. I think it was only like South Carolina was our main competition there, but not right. really other Power Five. And I, when I see Juco, I just think, that guy's going to be good. Because look, I mean, think of the Juco guys throughout the years. Byron Young, Cordell Patterson, I think Kamara technically. Um, yeah. And Jeremiah Crawford, another Juco guy that stood out. Um just, just Juco always means good to me. I it, maybe not good on off the field, Tyon Evans, but um, <laughs> but uh, okay, Evans so was good on the field. But. He, he was, he was. All right, so so Bo Ransom on Twitter, um, oh, love you, Bo. Yeah, yeah, Bo, love you, Bo. Bo Ransom, uh, he said, I find it interesting, interesting the difference, yet same perspective from the young versus old fans. 
Mm-hmm. It feel he's, and I've heard that from our, our good friend Troy Elliott on Twitter too, as well. He said the same thing. It feels like that swing of momentum back in the day when they became, they started that like cycle of this. They're starting it. It's happening right in front of your eyes. When and, the older heads start to tell you, this is mm-hmm. this is kind of like what it used to be. This feels this feels right. And don't don't get me wrong, we're a little fortunate, a little bit. Uh, LSU, definitely not a top tier LSU team. We just played that. They this is not the best LSU team of that we've seen. We've seen much much better, and there's some that we wouldn't have beaten. But the fact that you just went in there and just 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 beat them, and, and it could have been better. We kicked six field goals in this game. That means we could have driven into the end. We could have scored sixty points. Yes, <laughs> we could have scored sixty points. And we missed and, a field goal, too. I mean, there's so much left on the table. Man, I, I tell you what, man. I've, I've, I've heard enough from the, I guess you could say, older generation, the people that could probably be our parents in their 50s and 60s. That could be our parents. And, and I've, I've heard the same thing. And Bo Ransom chimes in again and says, yes, he's agreeing with us. It, it, this feels the same as what they felt back in the day when they were kind of around our age, you know, 25, 30, like they're around. I, don't, I mean, I don't know how you, how old you are, Bo, but, but it's just, you, you get the picture. You understand the picture of generations to, to generations of all fans. You, you, you understand they are seeing us witness what they witnessed. History repeats itself type of vibe. That kind of thing they're seeing it, and you have not seen this from any the Butch Jones, the Derek Dooley's, Jamie Pruitt's, all that garbage. Never did anyone say this one time. And we 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 tried to be the positive ones. Well, I, some I people were wrong and said it probably, but they shouldn't have. Because no, no, know. but but you haven't seen it this much. No, not to this degree. No, no, because it just it feels like I mean we don't even have the players, and we. Like it, that win just felt so real. Like we came out there, knew what to run, and just took over their stadium. And, and here's the thing: here's the thing that makes me really hopeful. I heard someone mention this on another show. I think uh, that game and the Florida game were the two highest rated games, or two of the top five rated most viewed games in the nation. Mm-hmm. So you know what that means, right? We're bringing us being good is what the nation wants. I, surprisingly, I, they might seem like they hate us at times, but I actually think the nation kind of likes Tennessee. They like that we are like the kind of view is kind of like they view, they currently view Nebraska. Like, you mm-hmm. know, they miss it. It's kind of like almost nostalgia in a weird way that, that Tennessee being good. I think I've heard from so many people, college football is only great when Tennessee is good. From people that aren't Tennessee fans, they say that. And that's why we're getting all these huge ratings. And you know what? You know, Greg, Greg Sankey. We always say he, you know, he loves Alabama. He loves Georgia. You know why he loves those teams? Because they they get really great ratings. Because people watch them. And you know yeah. what we're doing? Everyone's watching us. Everyone yes. wants to see Tennessee. And if he sees that, he sees dollar signs, and he will start 100. giving us preferential treatment, like he gives the Bammers and he gives the dogs. You know what's I'm crazy, serious. right? Yeah, you're 100 right. But you know what else is even crazier right now? Is there three teams in the SEC? Alabama. Georgia, 
Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. Three teams. Those are the three teams as we speak right in this moment. Those are the three that run the SEC at this moment. All undefeated. Those are the three. The big when three. was the last time that we we were up there? And you can say Butch Jones, but just like we said. It's, it's 2004. It's 2004, probably. That's yes. About, yeah. Yes. 2004, 2001, in that era where you mm-hmm. were just – you are up there and you have you are respected and you know how you're respected you want to know how you know you are respected right now because people hate your guts they oh, hate yeah. you they hate you and i don't care what anyone says the entire country as much as you hate us the majority of the country this saturday is going to be cheering for tennessee Oh, the entire nation outside of that they shuffle are. called Alabama. I'm using profanity, I know. Um, but uh, that, that give a crap. <laughs> state of Alabama. Everyone outside of that state will be rooting for us. I think I was mm-hmm. told by hundreds, I'm serious, hundreds of LSU fans told me, just beat Bama. Uh, y'all go and beat Bama. They, they, they okay. Now, I, I tweet out that uh, – LC fans are gonna, you know, break into our cars or something if we beat them, you know. <laughs> and uh, and I went to that basketball game and back in January this year, and they were uh, there were some nice ones, but there was a bunch of a hole ones that were very cocky and just like flipping me off and cursing me out. And I think they were like recording with their phones as I walked out of the arena. Like it was pissed me off, like pretty much. I I, I got a little stereotype for LC fans. The LC fans I encountered. On this trip, every one of them was so freaking nice. They were very hospitable. They told you. I, I was honestly I, shocked. No, I didn't know. I'm told, I told you. I'm told they're different during the games, but I I was in nothing. There was no mm-hmm. LSU fan near me at the games. No, honestly, because yeah. <laughs> I, I, I told you. I told you back on the podcast when we talked about the LSU basketball game. You said that, and I was like, that doesn't sound right. I've never been to an LSU basketball game, but I told you about the football game. Very hospital, very hospitable, very hospitable. Yeah, it's they, it's completely different, completely different. But uh, what, what was it? Uh, in like, I do think it could a factor there could have been that you know it's not night. They haven't been drinking all day. You know, that's a big factor. They're a little tired. You know, that well, that could I, be a factor. I guess. There. I and guess, but... and 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 I got this feeling for them. I think they knew they were going to get their ass kicked. They did. I really 100%. think hundred percent. It felt like they were like going to the DMV. Like it felt like they were obligated to go here. Like mm-hmm. that's what it felt like. They were not looking forward to this game. I really got that no. vibe. Big mm-hmm. time. Big time. Let's real quick before we roll into the <laughs> roll. No pun intended. Into the preview of the Alabama game. Uh, I just want to break down some of this game real quick. I want to break down. The positives and the negatives and the stats. Have you looked at the stats at all, Austin? Uh, have I looked at the stats? Uh, at all, yeah. yes. Uh, yes, I have, uh, especially that rushing total for the LC Tigers. Remember how worried you were early in the season about rushing? It looks to be coming around just a tad. Besides 
the one thing I want to get to, which is a negative, but I want to talk about all the positives right now. Uh, let's just run through some stats real quick. Jabari Small, 127 yards and a touchdown. He looked good. I mean, he's, he looked he's good. good on that. He he looked good. He looked rested. He looked healthy. And he was uh, he was just slippery in that game. Him and, so many, a, him and so many of our guys, you could tell, had a bye week. A hundred percent. Especially Jabari Small. He looked slippery. He looked good. He looked healthy. He looked like he was running the ball. Like he felt good. And then you have the wide receiving core. Brew McCoy, seven catches, 140 yards. Oh, man. Dude, dude I mean, we're doing this all without Sarah Tillman. I mean, seriously. like I know. Just dicing up teams without our best target. And Brew McCoy, though, that, that guy's going to play in the league. You can tell he's got just that body, and he he he, he, he gets open. I I, I that's just that's that's something you can praise a player for. He he definitely finds his way open. It's it's not all schemes there. It's it takes some work to get open there, and he's great it's, at that. That that pass he had down the sidelines where he stiff armed the guy oh and God. just threw him to the ground. I was like, oh, he's, I thought he was going to go all the way, but he's not. He's not as fast as you think he is. But no. he stiff armed that guy. I was like, oh my God! If he goes all the way right here, this is a Sports Center top play. If I've ever seen one, because he slammed that dude straight into the ground and made him, I'm going to say it, his little bitch just slammed him right into the ground. It was a man among boy play right there. So that's what happened right there. You know, fair play call was from the game. It was that fourth and two. I think we were up uh, maybe 20 nothing, 13 nothing, and fourth and two, a little past the 50. And Hypel just, they take a timeout, I think. Or maybe the end of the quarter or something, and they come out of the break, and it's four and two. He snaps it, and he does a little shovel pass to Princeton uh-huh. Fant right for in like the middle, four or five yards. And I'm just like, that's that's like Kansas City Chiefs stuff. It man. is. It looked just like Kansas City Chiefs. It mm-hmm. looked just like them. That play looked like some some creativity that will throw another team off to the fullest. And that was one of the plays. I don't think we scored on that drive, but it's not even the aspect of scoring. It's the aspect of that play call where you're just like, mm-hmm. whoa, that they were so off, caught off guard. They were on roller skates on that play. They didn't know what was going on. It's And yeah. it was beautiful. That that one play also to Brew McCoy, Brew McCoy almost fumbled this ball, but it was that really quick jet sweep. Real quick, just oh, yeah, through Brew McCoy to get like through three yards. I love that. I mean, you, you, super you just quick. calling things out, out of nowhere, man. I, I do though, they, they you know, they're holding some stuff back for that Alabama game. They've got to, right? I mean, there's so much more left on the table. You know, they want you know to do I, more, more creative stuff, but they got so much coming. You know what? I thought during that, um, during that game, a play hmm. they haven't ran. Is that that read option pitch out play that they ran yes. in ball the ball state game? They haven't ran that since since that moment. Yeah, we'll, we'll see that. I think Saturday. since that you're gonna see it against Alabama. I guarantee it. It's almost like it's a it's it's like it's like watching a movie. Oh damn! And you see I, something I, I really earlier in the movie. Listen to our podcast. Oh, <laughs> he probably does. I mean, we're, 
you know. There comes SARS for the things I said. <laughs> oh, that's well, enough. Fuck you. Um, uh, <laughs> go, go man, um, man, what was it? I I drove, you know, driving back here, I drove through Alabama. And honestly, I haven't interacted with a lot of Bama fans in the last year or two, somehow. I guess mo- I moved out of Chattanooga and up to Cleveland, and that's just, I know it's a little bit north, but you see a lot less of them. It's mostly Tennessee fans I interact with on a daily basis. But uh, driving through Alabama, I stopped in a gas station, and this lady's like, man, y'all, y'all got a good team, I think, actually. It's been, what, about 30, 40 years since you've been good? It's <laughs> like that. Lady. Mm, I I um, can't say all I want to say, and you know she had the band fan like, and then she's like, "Well, I, I like y'all better than them Georgia fans." Oh, you know about George the uh, um, Kirby Smart, you know him. Uh, he learned everything from Saban, though. He he's really Alabama, so it's kind of like Alabama there, you know, because he learned everything from Saban. I'm like, you're just like the most stereotypical Alabama fan I ever met, and and uh, I think she didn't even know what our stadium was called. She asked me where the game was going to be played. I said Neyland. And said, "Where's that?" She's mm. like, uh, "It's it's, uh, it's in Alaska." Yeah, we, we thought it'd be fun to move it there. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I and I don't know. It, the conversation the conversation obviously ended with her telling me "Roll Tide," and you got a feeling it's like, "Oh, I forgot how much I hate these people." <laughs> They're <laughs> the worst. Is like the rivalry though, like. They have no idea. They have, these fans are so damn just out of touch with reality. Yes. Oh, they're so out of touch. Go ahead. She told me that that Texas game, you know, we had that had me biting my nails. I, I, I was, it was so bad. I'm like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm so sorry for you. Like, she really wanted me to sympathize with that how they played a close game. I was like, do you know what I've been through? I shouldn't, I wouldn't have fingers left if I bit my nails as hard as you yes. as you did for that stupid little Texas game. I'm sorry you had a scare. Do you know what it's like getting beat 41 nothing by Georgia? Do you know what it's like uh, losing to Georgia State? Do you know what it's like losing to BYU the next week? Do you know what it's like to get get screwed over against Purdue, get screwed over against Ole Miss. Do you want know it's like to get uh, uh win a game, then them take it back and say, hey, no, 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 Re- replay said you had to move the middle of the field. Then you go and lose. And then, then like a month later, the same thing happens. <laughs> yes, and exactly. It's, we've been through hell. Hell. <laughs> hey, it's been miserable. Austin, next time you run across one of those um just idiotic, horrible, stupid, delusional people all you have to do is ask them who was the coach for nick saban and 90 percent of them can't tell you because they weren't fans back in the day they can't tell you they're delusional they're all dumb there are some there are some real fans there are some real fans but guess what (laughs) screw them too (laughs) screw them too don't care alabama go straight to hell we have you this week and if we i just I want to beat them so bad. I am so sick of their shit. So sick of their stupid. They're just, just die already. Like you are ruining college football. If we beat you, I, I just please. I, uh, I, 
what the things I would do. This Alabama fans don't understand. Not all no, of them, the no. majority of them, but screw the ones that are Alabama fans, screw you still. But the majority oh, everyone. But the majority of them, it's like, dude, like you, you have no clue what like losing really feels like. Oh, we might lose a couple games every now and then here and there. Dude, screw you. You have no idea. You spoiled little punk bitches. You, I am getting very violent right now, but you have said they have sat at the end of that SEC table and they've gotten all the food. They'd be first in line. They'd be eating. They, we had the buffet. They ate it all. They ate the, they ate the croutons. They ate the freaking sesame seeds. They left nothing for us. <laughs> those selfish, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> those selfish people. I, though, they, they, they don't deserve anything. I want them to just pure losing. I want them to be humiliated. I want them to just, I want them to dread Saturdays like I used to. I want them to go to games wanting their coach to be fired. I want them to boo their team. I I want them to just know what it, I want them to like have a close game with, with a uh, Mississippi state. And that, and, and that gives them a little hope. Like, like we, if we had, we, there were times when like we'd play close with like, uh, uh, Oklahoma, and that made us feel like, hey, man, there maybe there's something there, and you know that that's pure hopeless. You know, if you're getting hope from just keeping teams close, that that's when you know you're hopeless. And I want them to have that feeling. I want them to feel what I felt my entire life. Like I, I remember my dad telling me, "Yeah, we won the national title back in '98," and then he showed me the video of it, and for the first time when I when I was like 13, 14, and I was really shocked. I thought we were like, I, I knew we had a great stadium and with the University of Tennessee, but I didn't know how dominant we used to be. Oh my and god! I want, I want, I want Alabama fans in ten years to show their kids clips of them winning national titles and be like, "Wow, we really did that! I can't imagine that." It's, it's. I want them to have that feeling. I want them to know what that feels like because, because I and I drove through Tuscaloosa. There's no reason for that town to have that great of a team, that many titles. <laughs> There's true. no it's freaking true. reason. It's just, it's nothing. It's, it's, it's like, it's like, uh, it's a small town in the middle of a crappy state with the worst roads I've ever driven on in my life. I, I, I hate them. I, <laughs> you're coming around. I mean, you were getting to the point where I've, I've been. Like you're not even coming around. You're just you're getting that heat right now. That you're just like, I am so tired of these people. I'm so tired of these people. They're they're the most bitch spoiled assholes on the planet. I just I can't stand them. They have no idea. They just they don't have a clue what other teams actually go through. We're we you lose one game and you flip your you flip. You freak out. Like you have no clue. Like you're like go to hell. Like seriously. You know, you know what that's this, how this I feel. Co- that's how I feel. You know what this confirms though? That I, I I don't know. I still freaking hate Georgia a lot, but I I gotta agree. There's a different hate for Alabama. There, there's some type of just like smack you in the face kind of I, I hadn't interacted with them in a little bit apparently which i'm thankful for thank god because they were taking over this area but they're fake alabama fans so it's hard to say they didn't know anything but once i was in alabama i had to interact with the real bammers it really made me feel like oh 
that's familiar. Oh my God, I hate you people. Um, and uh, what was my point here? Yeah, we gotta beat them. It 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 feels. I really feel like we're crossing that line. I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to. You're you're not jinxing it. Like it's okay. It's what we've said. Not not even like what we've said. Like I think we've both said it. It's okay to feel okay. Is it okay? <laughs> Seriously, it's okay to feel okay right now. Do you know why? Can I tweet Tennessee? I think Tennessee can make the playoff. <laughs> I don't know, man. Just, okay, is, okay, okay. I mean, I mean, crazy Citrus Bowl, Citrus Bowl. I'm sorry, Citrus Bowl. Hang on, hang on, <laughs> hang on. Crazy scenario. Here we go. Wow, wow, wow. Crazy scenario. This isn't such a crazy scenario. If Tennessee takes care of business and they beat one of the two, Alabama, Georgia, guess what? That's playoffs. I'm just saying. It's not out of the realm. I'm just saying. I'm not trying to be like this sunshine pumper, which I've never been. I've always been the most negative person. You know why? Because I've seen a bunch of dumbass stuff happen all the time. All the time. This stuff that's happening right now isn't dumbass stuff. They went into Baton Rouge. I don't care how bad LS. Exactly. Don't care how bad LSU is. They went in there and beat the absolute piss out of them with no remorse. LSU had no chance. LSU had nothing. They were dead at halftime. Tennessee stomped her in the throat. Thank God this is what I've been asking for for the longest time. Have a coach that steps on someone's throat and does not care. We have that coach right now. He does not care about your feelings. He wants to beat the absolute crap out of you, and I love it. I think he kind of views it as like a video video game, you know? Like like when you're playing a video game and you're beating the computer or something, uh, you, you don't care what you do to them. You don't treat them like the real people, you know? You don't have oh. feelings about it. You just want to, like, you, you'll take a timeout up 45 just to make sure you get another Hail Mary in. Just to add a little extra to it so your stats look better. He's that type of guy. He he is an analytical mind. I can tell. He's kind of like a doesn't really, he's not really like so charismatic. And he kind of just views this as a task. And he wants to complete it as as good as he can. And sometimes he doesn't think like uh like with fear. And sometimes I like it most times. Sometimes it's kind of scary. Like he'll do quarterback runs when we're up by 30. That kind of makes me a little bit. Of, don't do that. Please don't hurt our quarterback. <laughs> but um a hidden hunker. Good lord. Man, that pass he sent to Jalen Hyatt. Oh my God. That's a Heisman moment right there. We I mean we 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 that's just so he's so good. What a catch too. He's 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 so good. And and you know what really matters in college when you're getting ranked? Style points. He knows that. He's smart. Mm-hmm. He knows that. Guess what? He doesn't care about your stupid feelings. Doesn't care about your stupid feelings. Oh, what if this coach is going to get mad at me? I don't care. I'm here to get paid to win, and this is what I'm going to do. I don't care about you and your your stupid team. He doesn't care. Finally, 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 finally. Philip Fulmer, sorry. This was the last coach we had, maybe Lane Kiffin for that one season, who doesn't care. He wants to beat you. He wants to he wants to bruise you, stomp on you, smother you. This is how this guy is. He doesn't 
care. He wants to kill you. But I will say, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna sit here and say Heupel could be better than Fulmer because Fulmer was the greatest coach. But it was kind of like a really good system we had with Cutcliffe and and uh, Chief. It, it was just a really well oiled machine. I will say one thing: I, Heupel doesn't seem to have this like uh, ego about him as much. I think no. I think I think Fulmer had this ego. Like you could see with the assistants he hired after Cutcliffe, he and and hiring of Pruitt. It kind of felt like he didn't want to hire anyone that was he thought maybe was smarter smarter than him. Than him, he, yep. he only hired, he only hired guys he could push around, and and he felt like he was above. And then, and and the one guy he didn't was Dave Clawson. Dave Clawson was also a brilliant coach, and I think they kind of clashed, and that's why that season was was a disaster. I I I I agree with you. That's a really good point, and also as well, Heupel is like a silent assassin. He doesn't talk mm-hmm. much. He doesn't talk much. He doesn't. He doesn't piss other people off. No. But also, he doesn't care about you. No, he wants he, to he, beat you. He wants to beat you. Not not win. Beat you. Oh man. Just, he wants to set a statement. He wants to beat you. And listen, I, I love the Oklahoma fans. Think he's coming back. He's not coming back. Sorry. No, he's not coming back there. Sorry. This is this. We are. Honest to God, I think we're a bigger program than in some ways. I, I know they have a better history, and but I don't think they have a bigger fan base. And I don't think they have as passionate. And, and the nation doesn't watch them like they watch us. I really think this is a bigger brand than them. If we mm-hmm. just if we won one national title, I think we are a bigger brand than them. Yeah, this this is this is the most fired up I've been in a podcast since we've ever done podcasts. I have never been this fired up. Like I I I've never I been this happy I've or never fired been, up exactly or any happy. Of feelings. like. Like the previous podcast of the previous seasons, or in anything from 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 Fox Sports to to any other radio shows in Knoxville, it's always been just dreadful disappointment. Which I get draws ratings. It does draw ratings. But man, this is fun. This is fun to talk about fun things. It's fun to talk about beating teams that you would not beat. In the last 15 years. And you just haven't beat those teams. You've made a statement with those teams. Listen, week like week two against Pitt, we're still figuring things out. You wouldn't have won that game three years ago, four years ago. You wouldn't have done that. You wouldn't have gone and beaten Florida. You would have given you you would have lost that game somehow, some way. You would never have gone into LSU and beat the absolute crap out of a team that that in their house, in their state, their stadium, that big of a crowd, that big of a, oh, you haven't played our defense. Guess what? We destroyed your defense. We did whatever we wanted to your defense, and we beat the tar out of you. It's... I think we're I think we're back. I really feel like it's happening. And the thing about it, the thing about this is he doesn't even have the players yet. You know what exactly. this is gonna do for recruiting? I mean, this is gonna be so freaking huge. I I mean, we're doing this without you know five star talent all the board. And, and don't get me wrong. I don't I don't know if Nico can be better than Hooker. I don't want to say that because Hooker's I really love Hooker. I think he's a I think he's like. Is it, it? Would it be insane to say he could be the best quarterback we've had since Klaus? 
Yes, it's not insane at all. Dobbs was a playmaker. Hayden Hooker is just a really good quarterback. But this this brings me yeah, dude, he's a captain. But this like this brings me back to the point that I made several several podcasts ago, and I don't know if you remember this, Austin, but I said this reminds me of when Clemson had like the Taj Boyd. They weren't there yet. They weren't dominant yet. They they were really good. Top 10 team in the country. Taj Boyd. Hidden Hooker reminds me of the Taj Boyd that set the stage for everyone else. This team, I feel like, is setting the stage for everything that happens after this. Every recruit is looking at this and saying, dude, this is fun. I want to be a part of this. And that's the same thing what happened at Clemson before they made their rise to, to, to a really good football team. You had the Taj Boys. You had all those players that set that foundation. This, in my opinion, is that team that is setting that foundation up for years and years and years to come. And you can think I'm crazy. I'm not crazy at all. This is the start of something special telling you it's so big man i've never been this confident never been this positive ever i'm always negative and and i I think danny white deserves a lot of credit too and he's just said he set everything up so well he's such a good businessman this is just such a like i feel like i feel like we're not gonna fail I, i really feel like this is going to result in national championships i think this is resulting in this brand being super powerful again i think it's it's when it's going to result in people seeing the power t on a coach's chest walk into a recruit's room and they say oh guess we're guess we're done recruiting here i think that's what's going to be happening with four, four and five star prospects all across the nation um, because they see the power t and they see fun they see winning they see they see they see crowds at away games that 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 look like bowl games it's going to result in nothing but top five classes in national championships. And let let me tell you something about that crowd in Death Valley. When Hayden Hooker threw that pass to Jalen Hyatt, and he dove, not dove, but just reached out and grabbed that ball. And that orange, a sea of orange standing there, mm-hmm. going, it looked like a home game. <laughs> Sounded it, like a home game. This crowd. fan base is this fan base is hungry. And if you don't believe that this fan base on Saturday night is going to be batshit crazy, this is going to be the loudest game you've probably ever heard in your entire life. This fan base is hungry for this. This fan base is ready for this. And this team is confident for this. This team lacks no confidence. Their coach lacks no confidence. Their coach wasn't here for the last 15 years of getting dominated. There's no one here. Who cares about that? They, 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 they just they, their their confidence. I say it a thousand times as high as I've ever seen before. They don't care, even if they don't win this game. Which I pray to the good Lord above that they do. This team is still damn good. Yeah, the fact that I mean, is the floor right now ten and two. Because that feels like the floor right now. I I mean, look around the SEC. 
Kentucky. They didn't have, you know, mayonnaise, Levis, but, uh, and they lost to Shane Beamer and Spencer Rattler. I don't care. I don't care if Spencer Rattler was a five star. I don't care. That that's Team Georgia beat by forty one, and has has had a tough game with every knock on his opponent. How that is humiliating for Mark Stoops in Kentucky. You cannot let that guy walk in your house and beat you. And you know what? I I put the chance of him coming here and or us going to Columbia and losing to that South Carolina team. I put it at about two percent because the style of play they just can't stop this. And We're too Shane's quick. Not, and Shane's too dumb to not or Shane's too stupid not to do the fake injury thing. Um, and uh, isn't it crazy when a team doesn't do the fake injury thing all year long? What happens? The only team I think did it a little bit was Pittsburgh, and that was a tough game. I, I think they installed some rule like. I heard someone talk about it. There, there is something there, but it's not like a really big deal. It's like, I don't know. I forget what it's called. But mm. but I heard there's some rule about like the next half or the next week or something like that. I forget. But there is something in place to keep that from happening, I think. I, I, I swear I heard that on some show. But um, either way, um, yeah, I'm thank God that hasn't happened. I'm surprised Brian Kelly Dickens. He seems kind of like a shameless coach, you know? A little bit the way he coaches, but mm-hmm. uh, thankfully he did not. Um, and we got to run up and down that field. But uh, now what was his what was his game plan? He 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 coached like a man on fire. Not not like oh that guy's on fire. He's like no that guy's literally no. on fire. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> he's 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 in flames. Someone help mm-hmm. him. <laughs> someone, 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 give that man assistance because he will die if he keeps going. Um, but, uh, but uh, yeah, that was not. Um, that, that's he. He just destroyed a coach that had been national title games and that has won like eighty percent of his games. Yeah, that, that was the biggest home loss of his career. Did yeah, you know it was. Yeah, the mm-hmm. the biggest, and yep. it could have been a lot worse. They could have. We're gonna put up sixty. Yes, we should have. Literally, we could have. Imagine if uh, Tillman's there. If if we had, listen, we have the next recruiting class, thirteen out of twenty-one are defense. If we would have had a defense, we'd have scored sixty easily. Our defense played great, but they did. They played great, but let's let's get into this Alabama game to finish out this podcast. Austin, what are the things that Alabama is not good at? What do they lack? Well, they lack – they don't have – the team's been able to pass it on them all season, so that's definitely a big point. And um, quarterback is a very sticking position, especially this week, because uh, <clears throat> they've been very different. They've been very different with Jalen Milrow, I think his name is, mm-hmm. as a starter. Um very limited in the passing game. Let's just say that uh, they hung around with an AM team that, well, uh, I think we'd beat by 40. <laughs> but they also hang on. They, you know, they also lost an AM team with Bryce Young last season. Yeah, AM was better last year, though. This, this AM yeah. team, they, 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 their offense, I think, is last in every college football stat. Yeah. Or last in SEC, I mean. But still, they still lost a. And then with Bryce Young, that's a big thing too. Bryce Young, yeah, I don't, yeah, it's not like if Bryce Young walks out of that door, I'm not like, oh, we're losing. 
uh, I think we still have like a honest to God, fifty percent chance of winning. I feel like I feel like I feel like it's fifty fifty. I feel like it's a pick 'em. I really do. I really I, do. I, yeah. I I think that line. Someone said that Tennessee be favored if it wasn't Alabama. If you just looked at if it was just like a blank team that performed the way Alabama performed, you know, all season. Yeah. True. Tennessee would be favored favored in this matchup and probably ranked above Alabama. But because Alabama and the history and the respect and the Nick Saban factor, you know, they're, they're the seven-point favorites right now, which is ridiculous. I, they did drop two spots in the rankings. That, that surprised me a little bit. Yeah. So Alabama's weaknesses. Let's go Tennessee's weaknesses. What are the negatives you saw against LSU that could really hurt us against Bama. Well, Jaden Daniels. One, I've got one did. glaring issue, but go ahead. They still pass for 300 yards on us, which, uh, to be fair, it's with our defense and how fast our offense goes. It's kind of like the, it's kind of like you're playing two football games because because of how much time the offense is on the field for the other the other team. But that's still a weakness. It was much improved from the Florida game, but it's still a weakness. We let up some third and thirteens and stuff. Well, and, here's. We don't have an elite rushing attack. I would say it's it's good. It's definitely good, but it's not elite. Okay. So I'm going to say two things: a uh, positive and a negative. I'm going to go kind of against the grain of what you said about the defense, and it goes along with the Florida game and this game, and it's going to be the same versus Alabama game. There's moments that this defense is going to drive you crazy, but what I figured out from watching. Game to game to game. They're not giving up big plays. No. There's no, no mass chunk plays. No. Like, no, none. That, that's a big deal. That Tim Banks, what a coaching job this Saturday, man. You, I mean, such an improvement. It's unreal. I, I, I'm sorry I ever said that we should maybe go after Jeff Collins. You are a better defense coordinator than I give you credit for. That was beautiful. He, he doesn't have the talent. He doesn't, he doesn't. have the players. Not, no, he, doesn't, he, 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 he doesn't have them. And they play to not give up the big play. They played against Florida and LSU with two quarterbacks that can run. And so they made them throw. So they're going to gain a ton of yards in the passing category. Okay? But they're not giving up that massive big play. No. They haven't had it against Florida, and they haven't had it against LSU. Now, no, Bama, no. Bama might be a different story. But again, Bama doesn't have the wide receivers they usually have. No, no, they, they, they're. I think maybe. Well, let me think. Who? Butte's Butte is probably the best receiver we'll see. We've seen this season, and that's including, like, if you count the Alabama game after this, I think it's still he'll still be the best receiver, even though they're not utilizing him much at all. Which Brian Kelly, what what's that? Um, but um he finally got a touchdown Saturday. But um yeah, this is not an unbeatable Alabama team. No, it's not. It's far, far from it. I mean, there's a reason Texas hung with him, and I know Texas is looking like a national title team after losing Texas Tech, but um against that poor, poor OU OU squad. Good lord. How do you lose that game like that? I mean 49 nothing? <laughs> That's pretty pathetic. You see the picture of the Cotton Bowl? It yes, half and half. Like, it's literally like, like uh, 
yeah, just half and half. It's, I've never seen anything like that in sports. Usually, yeah. the Texas fans will move over, but they didn't. They, stayed, so, they looked horrible. I, I want to close out, I guess, close out the podcast with this. Um, we've talked about Alabama and what their weaknesses are. You told us what their weaknesses are and uh, how we can kind of expose that a little bit with their passing game, which. Oh, one more weakness I like to pick out. Go because I got one more too. Play calling. I think we definitely have the better OC and the better offensive play calling. Bill O'Brien, uh, if you go look at Alabama fans' tweets, oh, they him. hate the man. They, they 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 made his like a graphic from like decision day, like when they're praying to God the man takes another job. Uh, and that's just it's almost like they feel like Tennessee right now. Because we're the ones always just like, oh, fire this coach, fire this coach, fire this coach. And, yeah, that's it. I, I definitely think we will call the better game. Man. My, my biggest negative is uh, Jalen Wright. you got to stop fumbling. My goodness. He fumbles every game. He fumbled, yep. he, Luckily, he fumbled out of bounds. Didn't he get chewed into after that last one? I, and, and they and they didn't want to touch the ball again. But he's good, man. Why can't you just take he's care of so it? He's so good at running the ball. But he can't hold on to it. Dude, just hold on to the ball. I, I get it. I don't play the sport, but dead gummits. I feel like most running backs can hold on pretty well and not fumble every single game unless you're Melvin Gordon from the Chargers or whoever he plays for the Broncos. I don't know who he plays for, but it doesn't Broncos. matter. He, he can't hold on the ball worth of shit anyways. You Please. That's the only biggest negative I have from or, uh, Aaron Foster is Jalen Wright <laughs> from our team that needs to hang on to the dead gum ball. Dead yeah. gum ball. Like, just please hang on to it. If you can hang on to it, man, you can be an incredible, incredible running back. My was goodness. That, was that the first game of the year where we had no turnovers? Uh, excluding Mac games? Uh, I think so. I would we have to go two. back and look at that. I'm not, I'm we had two wondering. against Florida. I, I, we didn't have any turnovers this game, right? I'm not mm -hmm. mistaken. We didn't. We didn't want that. Nope. LC starts out with one. When that guy dropped that kickoff, you knew, you knew we were going to route them. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't say hundred percent, but it, you really felt like, oh god. When you, when when that guy dropped that ball on that kickoff, you're like, here we go. <laughs> you just felt it. It's crazy you how everything went our way. I was so worried he was out of bounds, but it, they didn't even like. There was no delay at all. They just immediately ran the team on the field and started running on drive. LC uh, fans didn't even boo. Um, and uh, only thing that didn't go our way was that targeting call that was clearly targeting, and they took it away somehow. Oh uh, yeah, that's clearly targeting. By rule, targeting in LSU is much cheaters. Just so, like, um... just like <laughs> pitcher. I think they felt bad. I think they were just feeling bad for LSU because it was such a hopeless game. You play that game like twenty times. Tennessee wins every time. It was that was beautiful, man. All right, here we go. Let's close it out. Austin, final score for Saturday. <laughs> oh well, it's funny. Uh, I predicted close for LSU game, and I predicted a blowout for Florida, and you predicted close for the Florida game and a blowout for LSU. So we both were like, you were right both times, but I was swapped, you know. 
I, I uh -huh. picked the blood. I picked the wrong blood. I picked the. So, if I pick a close game, I guess we will blow them out. Mm. <laughs> uh, okay, honest to God. Prediction. I haven't actually thought of this. I haven't settled. My mind has not settled on a prediction, but I'll, I'll give one anyways. Tennessee. 38. Alabama. 31. <laughs> I, I, I predicted a loss coming into the year, but... 38, 31. And that's All with right. Bryce Young. You don't I predicted, know my ones without Milrow, with Milrow. <laughs> I predicted we beat Alabama and lose to LSU. So don't hate me, but I think Alabama 36, Tennessee 24. That's my prediction. <laughs> uh, um, I got to find a new podcast partner. <laughs> I, I mean, that's just where my what gut a, What a mega ball you are. Uh, I'm here yeah. trying to tell the people that are volunteers. And you said going in. You said we're going to I just told you this. I said we're going to lose to LSU and beat Alabama. But I'm then I swapped those. It. I but swapped walked those. the dog on a, on a... Oh, I said walking. My dog's happy now. Um, but uh, uh, we walked the dog on a, on LSU, man. I um, if we they're win, actually better I mean, than I thought they'd be. LSU's actually yeah. better than I thought they'd be. Yeah, yeah. Well, if we win, I'm getting a tattoo on my butt, so of Josh Heibel's face. So. <laughs> we better uh, win. Which photo would it be? I got a final one. Uh, would it be the? I got I got It's got to be the one of him going. I'm sure my girlfriend's yeah. loving this right now. She's just oh, really? loving it. She's just my girlfriend's loving this right now. <laughs> that one, or, or just like the Batman photo. No, 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 no. The one where he's like taking a picture of the selfie with a kid. And he's like, <laughs> What about the Batman one? God, is it the Batman gear? Yes, you like that yes. one? Yeah, I actually like the it. one I just yes, the, the, the one. <laughs> it, it, anyway. was like, it was like it was like Jack Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, your ass is gonna look. Wait, you predicted a loss, man. You've been right I, so far. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I'm like sorry. this. I feel I feel I feel I feel bad now. I'm, I'm such a Tennessee fan. I'm, I'm I gotta I, I, I gotta believe it to see it, but in the end, I feel like we're not quite there yet, but dead gummit, we're good. So don't get down, Tennessee fans, with my prediction. We could still win. So that's just being me. So, anyways, killing me. This has been a like my funnest podcast yet. This has been the funnest podcast yet. I've enjoyed this thoroughly. I man. loved it. Never Great. since we. I've never been this happy since we've been on the podcast doing a podcast with you. It's been great. Well, Love well, it. Well, I've never been happy doing it, but either way. So the word is before we end this podcast. The word is G10 parking lot. Upper deck. Upper deck. That's what it would be. Okay. Okay. Upper that's, deck. That's change of pace. Change of pace. Change of pace. G10 passes are real hard to come by, but so but if you're in the area, please come by. It's gonna mm -hmm. be fun as all get out. We'll make it fun as all get out. We it's always do be we fun on the bill. Let's go, please, Tennessee. Beat Alabama. I will cry. So 
it's Tennessee, it's Alabama, and that means for sure that it's football time in Tennessee. Tennessee. I'm your host, Randy, alongside Austin Brown. Thank you for tuning in to the channel podcast. We will see you next week to discuss this game. Good night, God bless, and go Vols. Go big. Orange.